Today's episode is brought to you by Cameo. If your organization is looking to adopt Chromebooks, but you need to give your people seamless access to all their apps, including Windows apps, Cameo is the simplest and most secure and most cost-effective way to deliver all the apps your people need to be productive on Chrome OS. Cameo is a Chrome Enterprise recommended virtualization solution and is deeply integrated with Chrome OS and the Google Admin Console, making it easy for you to push any app as a PWA to your Chromebooks. And now you can take advantage of a special Chrome OS and Cameo bundle that makes it easier than ever to test. If you're interested, you can head over to cameo.com forward slash unbox. That's C-A-M-E-Y-O dot com slash unbox or click the link down in the show notes. This episode is brought to you by the official coffee of the Chromecast podcast, Fresh Roasted Coffee, who we've partnered with to make a special edition Chrome Unboxed anniversary blend. Here at Chrome Unboxed, we're not just nerdy about Chromebooks, we're also coffee snobs. And look, we wasted a lot of time hand roasting coffee before we found Fresh Roasted Coffee, and we haven't looked back since. This coffee is roasted fresh to order, immediately packaged, nitrogen flushed and shipped directly to your door. And although we can't officially say that this Chrome Unbox Edition tastes any better than the normal anniversary blend, that is the word around town. But don't just take our word for it. Pick up a bag for yourself and let us know what you think. You can grab a bag over at chromeunbox.com forward slash coffee. Welcome to the Chromecast. The official podcast from Chrome Unbox, where we unpack everything from hardware to software in the world of Chrome and Chrome OS, so that you can be more informed on all the latest updates, changes, and devices. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the Chromecast. My name is Joe Humphrey, and I am joined today by uh, Robbie Payne. Yeah, I was ready for it. <laughs> and Gabriel Briggers. Oh man. Yeah. Hey everybody. Yeah. Hey. Uh so it's uh it's Halloween uh when we're recording this, uh 31st and uh we're looking outside here as we're recording this podcast and it appears to be snowing the here in Kentucky. Has dropped <laughs> 20 degrees since yeah, 7 it was o'clock like this almost morning. 60 so, this morning. Yeah. If, you, if you're listening to snowing. this and you've already gone uh, if you're into the Halloween thing and you've gone trick or treating, hopefully it didn't snow. Yeah. I don't know, up north man, it might be snowing that maybe they're just like used to Who this. Knows? They're like, yeah, snow at Halloween that's totally fine. Yep. Not in Kentucky. I don't no. know. Has it ever snowed on Halloween? Uh, yes. Yes, it has. Uh, yes. 3 or 4 years ago, I remember taking the kids out and it was like sleeting. Yikes. Yeah, it was terrible. You still yeah. so, made s'mores, though, didn't you? That year, we actually... So, it must have been more than that uh, ago then, because maybe that was like five years ago. Yeah. Uh, we were on post at uh, the Fort Knox, which is near us, and we had friends that lived on post, went up there and trick-or-treated, and it was sleeting on our kids. Ugh. Wow. That sounds maybe terrible. Maybe a kid. It might have been just single singular kid just at that time. Just had a kid. Yeah. Hard Not- to remember. <laughs> I don't remember now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so uh, yeah. so if you're listening to this, yeah, hopefully, hopefully, if you if you did go trick or treating, hopefully it didn't snow on you. So yeah, um, or find an indoor place to that's go. That's right. <laughs> we're not going to, but yeah, you know, whatever. No. So we're gonna we're gonna hop right in uh, this week to the Pixelbook Go. So this is uh, this is a device that we've had around, and uh, we put out uh, uh, top three things that you were enjoying about the Pixelbook Go, but we have not put out a full review yet. So our podcast no. listeners, they're gonna get maybe a little tease right here. Yeah, They're going to so, get a sneak peek. So yeah, so this is a little uh, 
just because I'm dying to talk about it, to be honest with you. And we, we Robbie's really, like Robbie's going around to people. He's like, "Have I told you about the Pixelbook going?" They're like, you? "Yes, gosh, you've yeah, told me like five up. times already. You love it. I get it." Uh, but you know, it, it's uh, we did the three things, and that was such a difficult video to even put together because just saying only three things that I like about this device. Like, there's a few things that I wish that it included. I wouldn't even say that I don't like it about this device. There are just a couple of things I'm like, man, I wish it had this. That would be kind of cool. Um, but ultimately, I, I'm i shockingly pleased by what Google's put together here. And um, I think of the three of us, Gabe's the only one that hasn't spent like an extensive amount of time with it, like actually driving it. Just so happened that the... Uh, the day that we got the second one in so we've got we've got one as a review unit from google and then we've got a second one that came in from uh the marketing group that's kind of behind the whole gift from google uh stuff that comes in uh so if you ever see hashtag gift from google on twitter or anything like that that's where that stuff comes from uh th those types of groups and it's it is a gift it's something that we get so now we have two of them uh sitting around sitting around the office and so the day that that we finally got around to putting that unboxing on video because the video is like super or the uh box is super ornate and cool by the time we got around to doing that gabe had left to go do something and so joe was like well Nobody Sucks else is here to claim this, yep. so he kind of <laughs> confiscated it. So, so Joe's been using Sucks the other one. So I'm gonna, I, I'll be interested to hear some of some of your thoughts yeah. as we kind of talk through this. But yeah, I, I'm I'm so excited to do this review because it it will be the most complimentary review probably that I've ever done. Um, I can I could easily say that because for what it's trying to be and what it is, like this device nails it on so many fronts. It just it gets the core pieces of a Chromebook so right not not just a little right not like oh you know it's pretty good like so right and it makes the the overall usability of it insanely good and i mean i again i don't want to go through the whole review process uh but you know from that three things video that we you know we talked about the the build quality like that continues to be the thing that inspires me maybe to pick this device up more than most um just how thin and light it feels, but then how rigid and assuring it feels. Uh, by the time this gets out, there will also be the uh, full review of the uh, Asus Chromebook Flip C433 that we've been kind of keeping an eye on for a while and we're kind of excited about. And, you know, like it, it showed up and it, man, the review is a little harsh, uh, deservedly so. Yeah, I think. rightfully so, definitely. Yeah, I don't, I don't think it's, it's uh, you know, just picking nits with it or anything it's just a a flimsy feeling poorly designed not well thought out device it it, it, it was like they they wanted a they wanted another chromebook for that flip family and they right. were like, like they were like i don't know take yeah. some pieces from that one take some pieces from that one and i don't know yeah yeah, my, yeah yeah that yeah. works my thoughts and my <laughs> hopes are that it, they were just going to put out another convertible device in that vein for people who just wanted something that looked more like the C302 and that it would still be the same quality and all that. Yeah, and that's it, what we thought. Wrong. It's not. It's wrong. not, but it's got the price tag of it is the problem. Yeah, and, and, it's, I mean, and it's dropped to what, 420? Yeah. Um, I literally we, just know, we, pulled it up before we were doing this and it's at 420 on yeah. uh, Amazon right now for the Pentium. It should be 350 for the Pentium. I think that was the Pentium. Or no, which uh, yeah, maybe it I should be the, the M3. Yeah, yeah, M3. Yeah. Um, yeah, and that's closer to it. It feels like a three hundred and eighty dollar yeah. Chromebook. I think at that point it would feel less weird. I still don't know that it would be one that I would 
um, tell people to get over certain other ones that are in that price bracket. I mean, when you start getting into the the Dell Inspiron, the HP X360. Um, yeah, this would be a good good Black Friday buy at two ninety nine. Yeah, but there's just a couple. Get there probably. There's a couple yeah. things with it that are, make it so difficult to recommend because it like it has this weird magnet thing where the the device when it closes there's a magnet that holds it closed and it you'll see it in the video if you haven't watched it already like it's insanely difficult to open like not just oh man this is unfortunately difficult like like almost hilarious hey it's like a puzzle <laughs> like i'm trying to trick people right because it's like it's clasped together but there's no real way to get a hold of no. it to open it because the little knots that they put in there like on no, the that's seat, not enough. it's the same thing as like the 302 but the 302 is a lot easier to open those yeah. magnets make it it's yeah, I mean, you why get would you like a key that? out to pry it open <laughs> like that's a that that's probably the most bizarre choice and then the absolute flimsiness of the keyboard deck i mean is like out of control, cheap feeling, and so like yeah, those and it's two it's things. weird because it's we've had devices in here like one of those HP EDU ones where the deck itself flexed, and that's not good. But this thing, it's the entire bottom chassis. Oh yeah, so it's the motherboard, and all of the guts inside are bending. You yeah. can see in Robbie's video the entire frame, the front lip of the device. Oh, it's, it's the whole all thing. It's straight gummy. Bends. It's horrible. Well, and there's a there's one shot of you holding it from the corner. And oh, you yeah. You can see it bending. I'm like, oh. About 12 oh, rainbow. Reflex. <laughs> oh, boy. So I don't want to get too far off, but like those types of devices are the ones that, you know, it, they don't inspire confidence. You feel like you're using a budget machine. All those kind of things come into play. Pixelbook Go is the the literal exact opposite of that experience. Like everything about it doesn't just feel premium. It's just like it's reassuring feeling. There's it's so like solid and and it doesn't bend or, or move or creak or have any spots that feel like they cheaped out on it basically. Right. And it's simple. Don't get me wrong. It's it's not like it's this ornate device. It's but it's not trying to be. I think and that's the purpose here. It's like it's great without over assuming itself or trying like i love the original pixel book and still think it's iconic and really hope that they make a pixel book too like i really do you know and we've said that a thousand times i think on this podcast but there was something a bit assuming about that device like it was it's so distinct looking mm -hmm. like it it feels like it's putting on an air of like hey look i'm premium i'm kind of a big deal like, look at me. Yeah, and, and it is. It's just one of those devices that you see it, and you're like, you don't mistake that for anything right. else. This thing, totally mistaken for just about any clamshell whatever. Now, that's discounting the bottom ridged area. Yeah. There's no, no device but has from that, a distance, but you're not going to see that. think it's a samsung or like something. a lot of people probably would think like oh wow they make a black macbook now like no uh, what, what, was the, what was the old macbook the unibody macbook back in the day that was yeah. black somebody compared one of the videos yeah. that's out there compared it to that yeah. it was super thick so it this was. is not that way it was like but, a little rounded yeah old school one yeah but yeah the the roundedness of the edges mm -hmm. makes it feel inviting it's comfortable to use it's comfortable like it build quality wise i just couldn't ask for anything more again approaching it knowing that you're getting a, a laptop you're not get, i don't want to get a tablet or a detachable like all those things i want a good chromebook this is doing everything from a build quality standpoint that a chromebook needs to do like and it i can't overstate the benefit of the hinge and the single finger lift just as i was walking over to put the thing down on the desk I'm holding it in one hand, kind of like a tray. Like, think about serving drinks or something. And you can do that because so the ridges, like... Yeah, so it's, <laughs> it's all creepy. I feel solid. And then you just, one finger, whoop, just flip the lid up. And, you know, I've got a pretty quick and simple pin I can pop in. 
to unlock the screen. And so I flip that up, done, and I'm in. And it, it's just not a lot of Chromebooks like that. Usually it's two hands and prying the thing open. It's not as bad as this Asus we're talking about, but usually it's, it's a two-hand affair to open a Chromebook up. And it sounds like a simple little thing, but again, this is the the Pixelbook Go. It's this yeah. on-the-move kind of deal. And so yeah. as I use it moving around, like that that has become just a nice, wow, this feels no, dude, great. Like that... that um so I've been how how many days have I had it now? Four days, three days, yeah, three or four, three or four days. <clears throat> um, that 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 can't be understated. The, the I, I I was trying to to kind of talk this out with you yesterday. Like I've been using the Slate for so long that I've just gotten used to, and I I like using the bridge keyboard because like at home a lot of times I have the bridge keyboard um, with it. Uh, cause I'll kind of be moving around and stuff and I don't like having to mess with the Google keyboard. Right. And like, even that one, you know, you gotta, it's th- those hinges are pretty tight on oh, that yeah. thing. You gotta right. pry it open. Yeah. It's, it's, by design, yeah. You know, it's a two yeah, hand, right. two hand and it's good. I mean, it's a nice, nice hinge on it. Um, and then got, I mean, geez, trying to set up the, the Google keyboard. I like the origami thing, but it's a whole thing. You know, you gotta put it down and get it all situated and flip it up and yep. slide the back down and get it all positioned. There is just something so nice. Like I've just loved being around the house and being in my office and saying, "Oh, I'm going to go sit on the couch and just being able to pick it up from the corner and walk in there and like yeah. pop it back open there or whatever." You know, like the 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 one finger lift and just the 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 feeling of that hinge is so solid, man, so yeah. solid, and I just love it. And I got, I guess I just I've been using the slate for so long, I'd kind of just gotten used to all that. And so coming to this, it's just like whoa, like yeah, it's kind of a breath of fresh air. Yeah, what is this? This is so awesome. Yeah, and it feels the same thing coming from you know Pixelbook or any of these other Chromebooks that may be built great, but there's something less clunky about the feeling of using this device. I think they, if from the naming, it seems like that's what they were aiming at. They wanted to make a Chromebook. That's great. I don't even know if it's so much about like, I'm going to put it in my bag and take it on the go. It's just like this device that feels it's very difficult to explain. Like almost like the portability and quick use, like a tablet would have like that. It's the device that if I'm going to show somebody something real quick, I'm going to snatch this one up because it's, I feel like it's so quick to move and get into whatever I'm getting into quicker than most. And I, again, I know we're talking parts of a second, maybe even what, you know, Oh yeah. Well, it takes you two hands to open up your Chromebook. That doesn't sound but like it's the that. Experience. Big of a, yes. It's the experience. There's just something about when you're doing that repetitively all the time. It's like, yeah, I want to pick this device up. Not because, you know, uh, Oh, it's, it's the pixel book. So it's, it's more special, but right. like, that feels like a less the the least amount of barrier to entry I have to doing whatever it is I need to open the Chromebook to do, and again I I know that's just a hinge opening a little faster, but it's a combination of that with once it's open the ability to hold it from any angle. I don't have to hold it up underneath and worry about it bending or or twisting or torquing a little bit. Like I can pick it up from any direction, from any edge or whatever, and and it feels so solid and stable. And yet it's so light and thin. But then it's so light. I mean, yeah. literally, I was telling you guys this morning, I was leaving the house and I've got a, a, a Thule camera bag. That's It's not a bulky bag, um, but I was grabbed my Thule, Thule bag and was walking out the door and I was like, oh crap, I forgot the Pixel book. And I go back inside, go to my desk and it wasn't there and it was in the bag. Yeah. Like, it's so light that I literally forgot it was there. Yeah. yeah. And so, I mean, it that's it's just a combination of things that, that, strikes this impression right off the bat. Like when we first picked this up at the show, I was like, wow, I just 
wasn't quite prepared for the way this thing feels. Uh, and so it's like, great. It's a great aesthetic thing and it looks good and it feels good, but it's impossible to translate those things to an experience until you use it and realize that they, they did something right here. Like that. I have a hard time quantifying to be honest with you. And it'll be hard in the review to, to quantify that and, and distill that down and be like, here's why. Um, because so we're still, still working on it. Cause, cause it's, it's still a premium device. I mean, you're paying a, a, a decent amount of money yeah. for this thing. So, so it's like, how do you explain the value that you're getting? Right. You know? Right. Cause, cause people are going to be like, well, I can get a, we were doing this at Best Buy, we, actually, We literally just did this yesterday. Let's look yeah. around for $650 devices and yep. see what you can get. And in a Windows device, I mean, you can get... There was one Core i5 we found with 8 gigs and yep. I think 128 gigs of storage. Uh, the screen wasn't great on it. The keyboard flexed quite a bit and had plastic keys. And, you know, so it wasn't a great build quality. But internally, you were getting something on, on, on par with on this. Paper. And on paper. And you're getting Windows. Yeah. So it's, you know, for a lot of people, that's... That's a deciding factor. Like, right, oh, well, I can do more things, and so, well, why, why would I spend six hundred and fifty? And it's, it's comparing apples to oranges in the most deficient way. You know, it's when people do that, it's clearly uh, lining up things that you don't fully comprehend or get. Or, and I'm not saying people are dumb that do this. I'm just saying like you're not understanding what's, what's going on. So the, the Pixelbook Go is meant for people who have said. Chrome OS is my OS of choice. This is how I like to compute. Right now, I would like to buy hardware that does that better. And so, with the Pixelbook Go, yeah, you're paying a quote-unquote premium. But if you put this type of hardware and internally had this type of hardware and then put Windows in it, you won't find this quality of build and construction and package anywhere near this price uh, well, in a windows machine the closest well, like it feels like a you know like surface laptop kind of like it's it's in that league of of build quality and those start at 999 or something like that yeah. i don't know yeah. isn't there like one cheaper one that they're trying to do uh, i don't even I don't know. know whatever but they're going to be at, at least this much quite a bit more i don't think you're gonna find one for 650 maybe 799 yeah, I mean, we were looking something. some up last week for somebody here in the office building and you were looking $1200 to get oh, one yeah. and, they're, and they're nice out. Oh, they're, they're, yeah, absolutely. they're really nice laptops but you're but that's you're comparable a, to what 899 on this one is this one uh, this is 849, 849 for this one. do you yeah. do, do you guys think that this device could maybe start i, I know there's there, there's a lot of great devices out there, and there is a shift in the market. I mean, already of, I mean, you mentioned some of them earlier. You know, the X360 and the Dell Inspirons, and some of those devices that right, came out from, about from this time last year, year yeah. that that were nice premium devices. Um, but there's still this stigma of like, oh, Chromebooks are cheap. Chromebooks are, this, you know, because they they started out kind of like that. They were oh, yeah. they yeah. were leftover parts, and they were. Uh, this one is, um, I think, going to get advertised heavily. Yes, I think from Google. Do you think that given that sort of broad push, do you think it starts putting it in people's minds similar to like the surfaces or maybe not MacBooks, but like, does it start putting it in that vein in people's minds of like what sort of price they're, they're, they should or could pay for a Chromebook for a premium Chromebook? And like, what is premium, right? Like right, for, yeah. for a, is, is premium for a Chromebook different than premium for a Windows? So it depends on how you're couching the term premium, whether yeah. you're talking about and like bottom line dollar amount or build quality. Yeah. And so 
I think when you're talking premium from build quality, I think those standards should be the same. Sure. Like a premium Windows device and a premium Chrome OS device should be the same. Like right. We're right. talking the screen should look nice. Touchscreen should function. The hinge should Yeah, you don't good. get a like, pass just because you're operating system. Right. Exactly. But mm-hmm. I think when you start talking premium Windows, you're $1,000 plus. And yeah. you're talking premium Chromebooks, you're talking $700. Yeah. So there's still a $300 gap there, like, and people well, miss we, that. We, we did that one video where we said $699 and above. Six, right. or, or, no, 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 I'm sorry. $599 and yes. above was yes. our like premium ca- category. Right. Which that's crazy because again, yeah. go go to Best Buy and go like start that's, looking. That's around, my point, I guess. <laughs> go start looking at six hundred dollar Windows machines, right. and you'll see what you're getting. Mm-hmm. I mean, pe- again, when people go, well, it's it's got a core this and this much RAM and this much. Yeah, okay. Those those specs don't. They only tell part of the story, and everybody knows this down deep. It only tells part of the story when you start talking about shopping for a laptop or shopping for a phone or anything, any piece of hardware. There's there's the refinement of build that goes along with that, build quality, build materials, all that kind of stuff, attention to detail, engineering, the way it looks, the way it feels, ergonomics, all of those things also play into this, and they cost money because people who design such things and figure out such things and manufacture them at, at, at very narrow margins, all of that costs more money. Like, And so... The unfortunate part is people will look and go, well, this has an 8th gen Core i5 and only 8 gigs of RAM and 128 gigs. Well, I can get a Windows machine for that much money. Yeah, yeah, you can. You won't get a Windows machine for this much, for six, and I'm saying 650, the Core M3, 8 gig, 64 gig. Which is which is a, a great device for yes. a, most people most, that are most, interested yes. in this sort of yeah, device absolutely. for this price. Um, and, and I say that confidently because we've tested the C434. We've tested the, just tested the... Um, the 433, uh, what was the other one that we, oh, the 425, all of these ones from Asus, literally the internals are the same as that Core M3 entry model. Uh, I think the 425 might have had four gigs of RAM, but. Yeah, because we've been testing i5s. Yeah, yeah. For, for the Pixelbook Go, but the Asus devices are all 1080p screen, <laughs> Core M3, eight gigs of RAM, you know, whatever the storage. So they're going to perform literally the exact same as the Pixelbook Go at M3, and it's, I, yeah. I don't know the difference it's, between it's the a, two. It's not like, oh man, this one's so fast, and those feel kind of, kind of, sort of fast. Like right, because for the consumer fast. market, this is going to be your banking, social media, watching cat videos, doing whatever, and it's the M3 is more than enough. Oh yeah, you'll yeah. never. I mean, with eight gigs, of, especially with eight gigs of RAM, you're never going to have a hiccup. You're never going to have a problem. So yeah, people that want to say that and say, oh well, this Windows machine, this and that, whatever, it's just. Yeah, Again, so the, the, those are the other two things. Like like those Windows machines that spec themselves in that range, go pick one up. You know, go go mess with it. Sure. Go look at the screen. Go feel the keyboard. Go mess with the trackpad. And what you're going to end up with is a screen that's inferior. You're going to end up with a typing experience that's mushy and probably doesn't feel great. You're going to end up with some flex in the in the design of it. You're going to end up with a trackpad that who knows what you're going to get because. Some Windows manufacturers use precision touchpad drivers, which is Microsoft's thing. Some of them use their own thing, Elan touchpad drivers and yada, 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 whatever. So you don't know if the touchpad's going to, how it's going to behave, what's a three-finger gesture always going to do. Like, there's all these things that go around it, and what's your update cycle going to look like, and how long is it going to take next time you get that big Windows update? Are you out of a computer for half a day? Like, there's all of these things that that flood in with, with dealing with a Windows machine that you could spend comparable money and buy this that is at the top of the heap and not just in terms of speed and, and performance, but in build quality, like this is something you pull out of your bag and you're just happy 
to open and use, um, assuming that Chrome OS can can meet your needs from an OS standpoint. Again, right. we we say this it's all the not time. Not for like, everybody. Yeah, we're not <laughs> trying not to say everyone. that Chrome OS is going to take over and everybody everything it's, else should go it's, away. It's a different type of computing. It's it's a different way to compute. It's a different way to deal with the internet. It's a different way to to manage your things. And if it works for you, this is an easy recommendation to say. I think it's worth the money. Um, and it's sometimes it's really difficult to quantify that part of reviewing Chromebooks. It's like, what is this worth? The value. Yeah. The value what what is it. this Chromebook worth? And and we kind of get that, but it's more of a feel, you know? So a device comes down in price and you're like, oh, that, oh, that whoa, feels okay. On. Like when yeah. the X, the HP X360, for instance, <laughs> drops to $450, or something that feels okay about that. Like, yeah. It's that like, device is like, yes, at $450, like that just feels completely right. That's a terrible quantify unquantifiable thing to put on a Chromebook, but that's what we have to do. And I, I would have to say that is the case though with this device, even at 650 before it goes on sale, which I almost guarantee you it oh, will. Yeah. But even at $650, it feels like a great price for what you're getting. And again, you can't look at spec sheets and, and determine that there's just no way it's, you pick it up, you use it and realize that if, if you're, a Chrome OS person, if you're a Chromebook user and you're looking for something that just makes you happy to pick the device up, like this thing answers the mail. And, you know, we could talk about the keyboard, best keyboard I've ever used, period. It's my it's, favorite keyboard. It's so period. fantastic. Like not not of Chromebooks, like all, all keyboards. And, and, and you can read other people's reviews. I mean, most people would say that the keyboard on this thing is outstanding. And the trackpad, it's, it's not like, mind-blowing or anything but it's 100 percent excellent you know i mean it's it's a wide glass trackpad with a great click and because the rest of the body is so you know put together well like it just it's repeatable it feels good sounds good you know everything's great there another superlative speakers i mean my god the speakers on this thing it, it makes me want to watch video on it as I opposed to other things i sat and watched uh the latest episode of mr robot uh, just on what it was that two two nights ago yeah um and it was it, the the stereo separation mm-hmm. in like the room i'm sitting on my couch and just like you know i have it in my lap and like right almost just like this room feeling filling sound just coming around me yeah like it, it was almost like more intense like watching it that way than it would have been yeah. watching it on my because I don't have any sort of stereo set up with my TV. Right, right. So like this just gave like, and there was such, oh man, this, this last episode of, uh, of uh, Mr. Robot, like there's some great sound design and like oh, there's yeah. some scenes whenever there's like something going off on the left. And like, I, it, it was like in my, in my house, in my living room there, it's a pretty open little, little right. space. And like, I was like, you, I could hear stuff like moving around me. Like, oh man, it was so great. Yeah. yeah, the speakers are insane. I mean, it's and it's not like these. You can make these speakers work for you if you need to watch something on it. Like, you're almost, I almost desire to watch, especially YouTube stuff. So watching tech reviews or anything where there's spoken a lot of speech, so clear. Gosh, it just sounds so clear and rich and full. Like, there's something that makes me want to watch videos like on. They this. just nailed the. Is 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 a lot of that spoken word stuff come from the mids in yeah. on speakers? Yeah, they just they just they killed it. Yeah, like, a lot of times they, they'll push mids and trying to get spoken word out clear, and then it ends up getting muddy. Muddy. Yeah, yeah, um, and they've. I don't know how they tune these speakers, but they they did it right. I mean, they they and they're super loud. 
just insanely loud and and again it you're packaging all of that into this little thin and light chromebook like and that's that's what feels so strange when you're holding it on your lap or you're holding it in your hand and it's playing all that sounds coming out of it it's it's unreal almost uh, in the experience and so now you've got great engineering you've got amazing speakers you've got not just class leading but like industry leading keyboard input methods you've got a great trackpad You've got a pleasing aesthetic. You've got something that feels great to hold. You've got a price point, I think, that's fair and that puts it into a place where more people will go and buy it. And we haven't even talked about the screen that I, they put in here. And clearly, you know, Google is trying to find ways to save money. And they even told us as much that, you know, they went with a 16 by 9 1080p panel because that type of 13.3 inch panel is they're easy to get. I mean, they're available. Yeah. And so instead of being like, well, there's like three to choose from and it's going to drive our price up for this, you know, 25, 60 by 1440 or whatever, you know, they, they put in the, the, uh, original pixel book. What was it? 2560 by yeah. 1600, right? It's just three by two, 1440 would be 16 by nine, yeah. but whatever. Um, you know, I'm sure there there might be three of those or four of those that get made or, you know, different styles. And so it's either buy a cheap, crappy one or you buy an expensive one and now the cost goes up. This is like, hey, we have a hundred to choose from. So we can kind of shoot more towards the middle and put a really good screen on here that doesn't sully the experience of using the device, but also isn't like stealing the show either. I'm not going to say that this is the best display I've ever used on a Chromebook. I think the, the Pixel Slate probably holds that as far as having the best colors, viewing angles, and all that stuff. But this ain't no slouch. So if anybody's wondering if a 16 by 9 13.3, 1080p panel is just going to kind of be boring, not really. Uh, I think we've measured it close to 300 nits. So yeah. not searingly bright, but plenty bright for everything I've put it under yeah, so far. Yeah, because we have, we have another 13.3 device laying around here right now. Mm -hmm. And again, the Pixelbook Go isn't like... I mean, I, I'm just as happy staring at the Acer Spin 13. Great, you know, yeah. ratio, whatever. But this blows that other 13.3 inch device away. Oh yeah, I mean, mm -hmm. completely brightness, the richness of the colors, everything. Yeah, so and viewing angles are great. You're not, you're not going nice to look light. at the Pixelbook Go and be like, mm, the screen's just okay. And it's it, good. It's and really, 13. really good. 13.3 inches, 1080p, looks crispy. Yeah, really sharp. Yeah, it's like, crisp. It. it you could you could get your nose about six inches away, maybe four inches away from the screen, and start to make out pixels and like icons, right, and which stuff. you shouldn't be doing. It's bad right. for your eyes. Stop it. But if you sit back to where you normally compute, you know, I'm looking at it right now and trying. I, I can't make out any pixels on the screen, and so to me, it's it's high enough resolution that you're getting the benefit of a nice crisp UI. Everything looks just tight, and nice, and good, uh, but you're not sacrificing performance. Right. So again, like it's it's this choice and trade-off and it's one of the few places i feel like they trade it off the processors are another one like eighth gen processors on on paper don't look great for a machine coming out late 2019 but for chrome os they're plenty right. like there was never any of the devices that came out last year that i thought man i can't wait till we get to the next generation of chips these are terrible right and like, no one's just throwing, not a thing. Yeah, and no one's throwing a fit about these other oems that are still putting out eighth gen chips they're no. they're not and it's not just like oh well i guess it's fine they're they're good they're more yes. than good enough because I mean, look is at it. it just, is it just price tag? People, people, 100%. if they're paying, if they're paying that price this tag, sort of money. availability, because Ice, Ice Lake and all those other ones, Comet Lake, they're just they're just now becoming available. And if you see a Windows device that has one of these tenth gen chips in it, guess what? It's probably going to be about eighteen hundred dollars. 
Yeah, I mean so, they're they're going to be on the on the top end devices, yeah. and they'll trickle down in the next six months. Absolutely, and, and we'll be in the same cycle again. But I defy anyone outside of just heavy duty developers or whatever to say that these chips aren't aren't enough for everyday use. Yeah, yeah, and I mean, I, I and I think we're pretty bullish on that. Like, I I don't want to deal with a interface that's stuttering all the time. No, like, I'm just not, not interested in that. The minute it does it, I'm I'm the first to point that stuff out. Like. I, I hate it on the Apollo-like chips and yeah. still do, and all of those EDU things from last year, I don't like them. They, that's, the performance is just too low to be to me to yeah, be acceptable. Yeah, and, and I even went through a phase with Apollo Lake where I said that the quad-core chip was okay, that it wasn't bad. I went through that for about two months until I was at home one day. I did not have my Chromebook with me, so I grabbed my kid's Chromebook that has an Apollo Lake 3450 in it, and trying to write an article with like three tabs open, <laughs> it was stuck. Was enough for me <laughs> right. to stop doing what I was doing. Yeah. You'll never have that problem with these eighth gen no. KB Lake yeah. chips. Yeah, and I'm sitting here pushing, you know, basically what amounts to almost a 4K external display on top of what it's running. With I looked it down at one point today. I think I had 12 tabs open in one browser and four in another. I had Gravit Designer open. I had the File Manager open. I had Google Play Music open. I had um, keep notes open i had uh my shift. ide yeah, shift edit say. was mm-hmm. open and it, you know you get work and you stop you don't think about it like you open this open 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 you know you don't think to go clean and declutter stuff and that's you want your chromebook to keep up with all that stuff to be able to just be like cool yeah i'll just keep flexing until you chill out right um eventually i mean yes you're gonna hit a wall but i think there's there is no system that you can't, if you just get ridiculous, that you can't tax until you start seeing some hiccups. Um, but I haven't, I just haven't run into those yeah. with this device. And yeah, it's eighth gen. I don't really care if that if that drove the price down a couple hundred bucks, go for it. Because again, they they just put this awesome thing together here. And for those of you thinking like, well, I'll wait to the uh, Core i seven. I was talking to somebody the other day that that you know he said I, I think I'm waiting on the Core i seven. I want that four K panel. I'm like. It it probably is going to look amazing. I'm not. Uh, it could be super bright, and you know they're going to label it molecular display. So that's they're probably going to put a, a little bit of you know uh, more more emphasis on the display on that particular model. I would guess. So we might end up with like a 400 nit 4K, yeah. and I'm sure it is going to look phenomenal. But here's the here's the rub with 4K. And we saw this with Lenovo, and this is with the the Core i ones, um, or yeah, the, the uh, U series processors. Yeah. The Core i five and the i seven aren't that different in performance. Uh, so it, the i seven will help the Pixelbook go a little bit, but not much. And this is the fanned U series Core i five processor, eight gigs of RAM, one hundred twenty eight gigs. I think is what the Lenovo four mm-hmm. K comes with, and the screen is beautiful. Like we put it up against the fifteen inch MacBook Pro that we have. And I think it looked better. Uh, colors were better. Brightness was better. Great screen, and it just looks so good. But it absolutely smashes battery. Like, yeah, it's not marginal. It's like oh, two, it two to three cuts hours, in half <laughs> almost. Like absolutely, it, five or six hours is what it. I was getting. Yeah. And you know, five years ago, if I told you you get five or six hours on battery, you'd be like, "Great, that sounds awesome." But that's not okay. Today's for Chromebooks, Chromebook. yeah. you know, like eight to ten is where that's the that's the bar and. Google's saying 12 hours on this thing. I haven't pushed it completely in that direction. Like, I haven't really, really wrenched it. Um, 
but I could see I could should, see easily should, getting ten to eleven hours out of should, this. We should do that. We should try that like tomorrow or something or over the weekend. Just yeah, just unplug see it and what see, it what, see what see yeah. what we get out of it. Yeah. The problem is I don't work twelve hours. Like I'd have to start <laughs> no, you a timer. Just, you open like seven tabs and then you have one YouTube video running and you have it about seventy percent brightness and you just let it loop. See where yeah. it goes. Yeah. yeah, and and that's that's fair. But they claim mixed use. So right. like, yeah. for most people, like I think it's yeah. It's a matter for me when I'm trying to judge battery life. I look at it's bat- the battery indicator constantly and see where I'm at and see where I'm going to be and, and look. And I try to go, okay, I worked for four hours today. Did How much came off? And then do some math and come up with like, yeah, I was going to get probably eight hours. Uh, so I think the more fair thing would be to if we really wanted to put it under test to have a timer and clock in and out. So when I turn the screen off and walk away, like the timer needs to stop. Sure. Uh, but what here's the thing. Like you end up in a work day, eight or 10 hour work day, your standard just screen, maybe six hours, five hours, something like that. So if it's getting that kind of battery life, I mean, you're going to get through a couple of days of work and I've, Which I've seen that kind of battery. Like I've it's been crazy. off the charger since before we started this and I'm, I'm still sitting at 99%. Yeah. Like it's been nothing. And I haven't been doing much on it, but the screen's been on the entire time we've been recording and it's gone down 1%. Like battery life legit on this thing. And I, I say all that to, to come back to the Lenovo, like it cutting the battery down, like the original Lenovo, the 1080p one, I mean, it's in that normal Solid, thing, yeah. eight to 10 hours 10 of hours, battery, yeah. no big deal. And you're chopping three, four hours off usability to get that 4K screen. Oh, and performance hurts too, yeah. because now think about like going from this Pixelbook Go to the 4K one, I'm now extending my display to three more displays and this display, basically. A 4K screen is literally 10 are four 1080p screens. So ten of them. Yeah, that'd, ten. Be, that'd be intense <laughs> math. Um, and so you know you got to think of the performance hit that takes because even extended displays aren't even a good measure of how much your internal display is going to be affected by higher resolution because external displays might sit there and not have to animate every time I move something on one display. So those aren't even animating. So that saves the CPU. On this internal 4K display, every single time you move anything, all of it's got to animate every single time. So that's, you know, we start talking about refresh rates on monitors. It's refreshing those pixels 60 times a second. And when you move one thing, it's got to think through, okay, he moved that thing over here, make those pixels blue, and this every movement. And so it not only eats your battery, it kills your performance. And I don't think the i7 jump in performance is enough to offset literally quadrupling the pixels no. uh, the pixel count here i just i don't i don't foresee that being a thing so what's going to happen is people are going to the handful of people that'll go out and spend fourteen hundred dollars on an i7 16 gig 256 you know storage pixelbook go might be a little let down because for that kind of money you expect this thing to do, this is going to be the fastest chromebook i've ever had I don't think it, it will be. Uh, oh. I think the i5, the top-end i5 with 16 gigs of RAM will blow it out of the water from a general performance standpoint. But some people might want to pay that money and get the screen until we see it. I'm going to reach out to Google and see if they'll send us one. Like We can put a hard two-week time period on it if you want. We'll make sure and get it back like real quick, whatever. But I would love to just see the screen side-by-side side with this because it'll inform a lot of people. Like If you look at it and go, eh, it's no, it okay. Yeah. You know, it looks okay. Yeah. If it's just like, a, eh, you know, take <laughs> yeah. it or leave it. Like, keep not your money. It, buy, not worth it. buy two yeah. of them. Sure. Buy two of the i5s instead. Sure. You sure. Know, or buy two of the M3s. So, uh, anyway, I, yeah. we've we've kind of come full circle now. You know, from battery to, you know, performance to screen to keyboard to speakers to 
you know, at the, some people are knocking the input methods, but on a device this thin, like, um, Dude, yeah. you know, it's got two USB-Cs. It's, it's enough. <laughs> it's, yeah. It's it's honestly, I was fine. in that camp for a while and now I've come to the, I mean, what, what else do you need? Honestly, I just can't remember the last time I've like, man, I really wish I need that a port. I just, I, mean, I never use it. You know, Robbie's got the perfect setup. He's got one USB-C plug that goes into this pixel book, which charges it and extends his display. Hooks yeah. up my mouse. And what yeah. else do you need? Yeah. You know, I've got an OWC dock in my bag. If I need a SD card yeah. reader or anything yeah. like that, exactly. just, I, just for a device, you're going to be moving around and using like that a lot. Like, well, and it's all like, these ports well, and stuff like and there's other like, options. And it's you, like, you only need those ports one out of 10 times you, you probably not even that one not out of that, 20 yeah. times that you use the device so why not just have that adapter there for right. those times that you need it and then and free up space things, and right, keep make things keep, slim and keep the nice. device nice and, and and then otherwise so yeah this thing's uh this thing's interesting when i mean we're gonna start working on uh you know start filming the review yeah. uh yeah so maybe i don't know maybe early no, early early november start looking out for this review. yeah yeah for sure and and of the things that i would say like man i wish google would have done this right now my list has one thing on it i mm. wish it had biometric i wish there was a fingerprint scanner yeah. on it um that would have been cool because i the handful yeah. of there's not a lot of chromebooks that have it but when they do it, it it's and that's a thing. It's nice. I, I, love I, like it. I would hope their next iteration does just because you know we've used those handful of devices that do have them and it's one it's one of those things you don't you like, don't man, know I hate losing it well, until, I said until it. you use it especially when you have one that's on the keyboard deck like the acers are it's right there it's so simple it, yeah yeah it's, well, it's a I bummer s- it's not there i said it the first day i've gotten used to just logging in i or I, I do the uh, secure unlock with my phone yeah, with most the phone. of the time. That's yeah, um, which is cool. But like, man, I, I do I do kind of miss that from the slate being able to open up the slate. Tap, too, tap especially it. with what yeah. we were talking about earlier, where you can just pick the thing up, flip the lid open. Yeah. Imagine being able to do oh, that, right and just there. boom, yeah. and grab thumb, it on that thumb, corner with thumb your thumb, thumb. Right there. like the like the like, like the acers. Up. Yeah, so, that'd be nice too. <laughs> so stay tuned, stay tuned. We will uh, refine all of these thoughts into a. 10 to 15 minute video. <laughs> yeah. A more cohesive <laughs> I'm gonna, look. I'm going to say, uh, I'm going to say it might be closer to 15. No and Robbie. Yeah. You know, we, we've talked, we, well, we've, we've talked about maybe trying to just do something a little different with this review. And, and yeah, and, cause uh, I think this is a special, it is this is a special Chromebook here. Yeah. Like the slate let me down in so many ways last year got, that I was got, just like, I don't yeah. know what to do with it. And this one, has just reinvigorated uh, yeah, my excitement sure. about Google's Chromebooks. And yeah. it excites me too about whatever it is they're going to do because they were pretty coy about the Pixel Book 2 yeah. when we talked to them. But they were not out and out like, we can't talk we're not about doing future that. Future products. Like, um, <laughs> we can't talk about future yeah, products. Like, quickly, oh, so what you're yeah, saying is it is a future product. Said, <laughs> we can't talk about future products. So but then there was like, a, like, like even Matt Vocoon, when we talked to him, like he, he almost gave like a sideways like, glance. Like, it's like awkward laugh, everybody. <laughs> 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 yeah, I can't yeah. talk about that. Yeah. So I, I think it's in the cards and yeah. it makes me excited for what what refinements yeah. could come to the sure, Pixel Book. Sure. Uh, and and then, and then this gives them the ability to go go a little crazy with the Pixel Book. Now you can because now you've got now one you have that, the in, let, not entry honest, level. Gosh, it's going to come. It's going to go on sale for five fifty or yeah, five hundred dollars. Uh, it, yeah. it will. And and yeah. at that price, you think there'll be a Black Friday deal on this thing? Guarantee it. I would guarantee it. Yeah. And it may only be a hundred bucks off, but for five fifty to get this, oh, I yeah. wish they would have done. Unreal. I wish they would have done a little store credit with this one, like they did on the four. That would have been cool. That would have been dope. Yeah, if they would have just done a hundred dollars store credit. Yeah. That would have been cool. Use it for my Pixel Buds. Free Google Mini. <laughs> Pixel Buds. <laughs> like everything else. <laughs> uh, buy this and get a Mini. 
They have like a just, whole trash can full back here. They're, they're, just here, take it. It's gonna like, be like Lambert, you know, yeah. where they throw the the buns at you across the store. Over the throat roll. Stay yeah, there, sir. Yeah, yeah. They uh, they're like, please just use our use our little minis. We we want all your voice data, please. So yeah, I feel it. you yeah. moving towards a break. Yes. Well, we'll come back to the yeah. break since we're talking yeah. about Google products. Like we should yeah. we should talk about the uh, the the new Nest Mini. Yeah, just a little bit now that we've had them at home and yeah, we should. Yeah, so we'll take a quick break, folks, uh, for, a, for a quick ad, and we will be right back. This podcast is brought to you by NordVPN. We recommend the service, and we use NordVPN because they keep your browsing secure and private on any device. Whether you're using a Chromebook, an Android device, a Mac, an iPhone, or a Windows device, NordVPN is going to protect your browsing. They also have 24-7 customer support in case you ever have any issues, and they offer a risk-free 30-day money-back guarantee. So if you want to learn more and maybe give it a try, head over to chromeunbox.com forward slash Nord, N-O-R-D. Welcome back, everybody. Uh, we're going to hop right into the Nest Mini, the new Nest Mini that came out. Robbie, you, see, you got something here. Yeah, I uh, just thought, I think all of us, have, have you all plugged yours in? Are you yep. using it at home? Use it every all day. Kind of stuff? Um, so I replaced the one that I use most, which would be the one in the bedroom. So when I wake up, ask whether, you know, yep, a couple yep. things here, there, same, same here, turn some lamps on that kind of stuff. Uh, the thing I'm most impressed about is sound quality. Yes. Um, it has, it's like, you know, we might be folding clothes or whatever, you know, and it's not going to replace like home stereo or anything like that, but like just the ability to cast music to it or ask it to play something and it doesn't sound like Tenny. some sort of toy <laughs> right trying to play music like it yeah, just I think, it's got a nice I think we all agree we're all, we're all I don't know if we're audiophiles but we're all musicians and we're all music lovers and if if the quality of music I'm listening to is bad enough like I'm notorious about if I'm driving like especially if we're going out of town and we're listening to a radio station and we start to get out of signal and you start getting a little bit of static I will listen to a song that I don't particularly care for before I will listen to a song that I like that has static in it. Yep. So yeah, sound quality matters. I'm not going to be at home on Saturday cleaning the house or doing whatever and tell the original mini that I want to listen to music. There's too no many, way. There's too many options. I'll throw no. some headphones in. I've but the new I've one grouped a couple of them, and that's the only time I'll do it. Yeah, the I'm new one with like with the with the home hub and a couple minutes. Yeah, see, because you mix that's a okay. couple other real home speakers in, okay. and it helps fill yeah. it out a little bit. But by themselves, not but the new one. If I'm doing a quick task, or I'm, doing, or maybe if I, even if I get another one, put it out in the garage, and I was working on the mower or something, it's good enough for me to say, yeah, I'm, I enjoy listening to this. Right, and right. It's, it's not, not bad. Like, it's not distracting. Yeah, uh, still haven't. I, honestly, I don't know about you. I haven't used it enough or noticed uh, how, the assistant being any better, different. We have fast internet at home. I was so say, I've never I, really yeah. had an issue. So yeah, we just know. upgraded 600 megs down. Noise. I, I, I did a speech test the other day, and apparently we are on that same thing. Oh yeah, yeah. Right. So I was like, oh, look at that. Yeah, so they upgraded like 150, yeah, and yeah, I'm the, getting 600 down now. Yeah, it's yeah. awesome. Like, okay. Yeah. I'm so still, I don't I'm know. Still yeah. Fiber though. The main here. thing I've yeah. noticed is is sound quality. Yeah, I, it sounds the, really fantastic. I think the for whole the, for the size. Yeah, I mean, it sounds fantastic for the size. Correct. It does yeah. not sound like Max that no. we have here in no the way. office. No. no. Uh, Gosh, what were we what were we listening to yesterday? So there was some track, I don't matter. know, it doesn't matter. There was some that had, had a nice little like 808 type bass yeah. hit in it. And it just like, we had it turned down 
fairly low. We were, uh, sitting, here, we were sitting here it. eating lunch, and it was just coming through so clean. And we wrote up on the whiteboard of our videos that we wanted to do. We said, Home Max Revisited. Yeah. Man, that's still was, I it's still would years. love to get another and go to a larger and, venue and, and set and up and set a set stereo up. pair. Speaking of that, you know, do you, you all see you can yeah. pair stereo the sets of the... Um, OG the and minis. the minis and the original home. Yep. Yeah, so that's that's because they missed cool. out when that first rolled out. Because yeah, they should have been doing that. Came to like the Best Buy speaker, their mm-hmm. insignia, but it missed them. So that yeah. that is a good thing. Because if anything needs to be able to be paired with other stuff, it's the original. Home. Yeah, yeah. So. it needs to be paired up with other yeah. things yeah. to help it out. But yeah, yeah, now, giving yourself some actual stereo separation with them is pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Now is the uh, is the Nest Mini on Amazon? I know you wrote an nope. article, Gabe, saying that no. there's a lot it, of yeah. Nest it's stuff weird because like you know Amazon, and Google had their battles and all this stuff, but the Chromecast released on there earlier this year. It finally showed up officially for sale on Amazon. Uh, and you can get Google Wi-Fi's and then of course Pixel Books and the phones, but you've never been able to get any any products with the Google Assistant. Yeah, that's but, that's the kicker because that changed it's the anti Alexa. Yeah. yeah, so you the made by Google storefront, which is Google's official storefront, has the Nest Hub and Nest Hub Max, which is very unusual because those if there's a direct competitor with Alexa, <laughs> yeah, that's, that's it. it. Well, and, sure. and but you can't they, get the speakers, just the display. Yeah, that's the weird part. Like Amazon has, uh, well, I don't know what their Echo whatever Echo show, show, Echo show. show. Yeah. so they have a clear direct competitor. So there's no reason. They shouldn't be offering the speakers too. There's something about the speakers because even with the Nest Wi-Fi, Amazon has an exclusive two-pack that you can only get on Amazon. But it's two of the it's two of the routers. It's not a router and a point because the points actually have the assistant speakers in. Oh them. yeah, there's something clear that like so they you don't can't want... get the assistant speaker and the Wi-Fi on Amazon, but you can still get the Nest Wi-Fi. So it's like if it's, it's a speaker, no. Yeah, but I'm you not. were you were telling me if you get two of the uh, Nest Wi-Fi's, it extends the range more. So like those oh, points yeah. are. Or, I'm sorry. So they're they're calling the ones with the speakers points. Yes, and they don't extend as much as the main the actual right. Yeah. So itself. if you have a, a router and a point, I want to say it's thirty eight hundred or thirty two hundred square feet. Thirty two or thirty four. Yeah. Like if that. you have two routers, which like they have in that two pack. Um, it's 4,400 square feet. I think it's 32 and, and 44 yeah. the numbers, I think. And it's $30 cheaper to buy that two-pack from Amazon. I always want to say Tupac. That two-pack <laughs> from Tupac. Amazon is $30 cheaper than if you bought two individual ones from Google. Because Google doesn't offer the two-pack. You have to buy them individually. It's weird. And there might be some people, honestly, that that... that yeah, I mean, if I'm option, setting up a, I mean, a mesh network at a professional office building... I don't want smart speakers. Right. I don't want my employees playing with smart speakers. I, right. I just want Wi Fi. Yeah. Yeah, or somebody, so. somebody and it is that, still one, if not the best mesh network, simplest, most reliable yeah. mesh, mesh network on the market. And it can be completely controlled with the Google Home app now. And so it's, it's reverse an yeah, And it's reverse compatible with the old Google Wi Fi yep. system. Which is curious. I wonder how that'll work since, like, my Google Wi-Fi still has to be handled by the Google Wi-Fi app. Yeah, I don't... Uh, so, well, like, how will that work if... I don't know. I would imagine it'll all end up going to the I home I can't imagine app. they won't roll it all into the home app. I checked we, we, it the other day to see. It we talked there. about this. Are they eventually, as they've rebranded all of their home products to Nest, are they going to eventually call this the Nest app? I don't Because know. the Nest app is on my phone right now, and I use oh, it to no. control my thermostat only. 
I think like part so of that was weird, when man. they moved all the accounts so weird. from the Nest yeah. accounts. Like I, they probably have to get that cleaned yeah. up first. I bet you the Nest yeah. app it's just goes away. It's coming next, and then they'll I do whatever the rebranding will be the home for everything. Yeah, so it's regardless of what it's called, I think. Yeah, because they still well, I don't know all the speakers are branded Nest now, right? Yep. So is that yep. is the Google Home Max now a Nest? No, Home we we Max? talked about this the other day because if you look on the Google Store, like the Google Home Mini is still just called the Home Mini. Oh, they haven't rebranded those. No, ones. they haven't so rebranded those, the but they did rebrand something <laughs> yeah, dude, else. Look this up. Look this up. Robert. It's weird. Home. Yeah, but and, and honestly, the Google Wi-Fi app could merge with the Google Home app. It doesn't need to be its own freestanding app. It doesn't do that much. I mean, it does I mean, it does the things it needs to do. It's very helpful, but yeah. yeah, it doesn't do a ton. It's not like yeah, a ton. on the listing, at least in the menu, we still have Google Home Mini, Google Home, Google Home Max, and then Nest Hub, Nest Hub Max, Nest Mini. Because that's not confusing. And and people wonder why uh, I I mess up the names 90% oh, geez, of the time. It's, it's the worst. Gusto. Um, yeah. <laughs> gusto, 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 gusto. Well, yeah, back to Our, Max. Like the, the Google Home Max is at, at two years in. I mean, it's 300 bucks now, but it's constantly on sale for what, like 250 249 yeah. Um, you know, that that speaker, that device. For that price. You know, like it just, I think it just was undersold and undermarketed. Like I... I it is so great. I well, and like really right now we have it. a we have an auxiliary cord ran down to it from, right, our, from TV. our TV, it's, yeah, it's, and it's like it's perfect for that. Yeah, so it's when we want to watch listening a, to music, a YouTube video, or we're going to watch a clip for something, it just sounds great, and it automatically just picks up on the TV's yeah, output. You just cast to the TV, and it, and it throws it, the audio. Ask too. it to play stuff. Ask it questions. Uh, you know, like we use the crap out of that speaker. Like it. Of all the tech that sits around in this office, it is one of the, if not the most used thing. The in camera. Here. The camera's probably the only thing that gets used more. I don't know. No, I mean, think about it. We have music true. Playing. It plays if, if from the moment the, we get here. Yeah, it's all on day. all day. And it's constantly Sometimes at work. Sometimes you know, and, and it just it, comes on by itself. Yeah, every once in a while. <laughs> Um, it's not perfect, guys. No, no it's but, nearly yeah. perfect. No. no, but it's a fantastic device that I think just, just kind of flew under the radar for so long. And it sounds so darn good, yeah. man. Yeah. It there, so there good. are a few speakers I enjoy listening to as much as that the speaker. New, so what was the, uh, uh, when we were in New York City last year and we went into the uh, Sonos. 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 Store. Yeah. I was going to say B&O, but that was Sonos, wasn't it? That sound system they had in there sounded amazing. But that was because we were also in an acoustic tiled, oh, yeah. like You're completely a controlled room, room right? right? With their um, full sound system. And that thing, yeah. and that system, I remember. Yeah. Well, I remember that, that sound bar that they were selling mm-hmm. was five something? Oh, yeah. Six something? I mean, it's ex- crazy expensive. I mean, you could get this little dude. Yeah. And yeah, it does take up a little bit more space than a thin little sound bar. But man, it sounds so it good. Looks yeah. good. It's it not going to give you like great. you know full like surround sound or any of that junk. Like if you're in it for that, no, it's not going to do that. Uh, but if you find them on sale for two fifty, heck, you could buy two, of, two them, of them, and then you know, they'll they'll go into stereo mode. You know, you go into the home app, and you say, hey, and then don't forget the adaptive sound. I mean, yeah, that, so that it adapts itself. You don't have to worry about whether or not you've got it in the best place of your house. It's gonna yeah. it's gonna it takes care of to itself. Yeah. So dope. Gosh, yeah. I love it. It's, it's I love Max. Great, yeah, I love it's, Max. It's a great so speaker. Great. Um, yeah. So yeah, we're probably gonna do a video on it again. Just like, hey, two years later, like, still yeah. great, still kicking, yeah. like, still awesome. Um, yeah. We're gonna reach out to Google too and see if 
it has the internals to get the new assistant. Yeah, and here's a, I would here's the thing. It, it should, yeah, but here's the thing is here's proof that it is, like you said, two years later and still great. Everybody was clamoring for a new new uh, Mini because they needed a new one. Yeah. And then they're talking about the new smart display because the old one didn't have a camera and the sound, this, that, whatever. No one, I've never heard one single person say, man, they really need to refresh the Google Home Max. No way. Because they don't. Yeah, it's it's still at the point like I'm like, yeah, I would completely recommend it's not for everyone because not everyone needs a speaker that big. Like in my home, I don't really need a speaker. I don't know where I'd put it in my house. If we didn't have a Bose like sound system on the television, I would 100 percent get one. But the Bose is sounds really great, too. So I can just cast to that and, and move on. So having it. We kind of have an open bottom floor, so having it and the bows down there would be kind of overkill. So sure, but in general, yeah, it's yeah. it's awesome, and I think the they can probably kind of sit back now because the other things they fixed on the the Nest Mini, um, you can tap the top to pause it like you were supposed to the first time yeah, around. Touch controls work like, right. Yes, yeah. and when you go to get close to it, the volume on the left and right have a dot on them, and that's that it seems so understated and small. But it makes it with a round thing that you can't see, especially if it's dim, dimly lit in the room, for for you to be able to see exactly where to touch to hit those volume areas. For yeah, the so touch it just thoughts. it has a proximity sensor, and as your hand gets near it, it, it illuminates. It's like it illuminates. So you know, you're like, oh, yeah. I was going to be touching the front basically, so I need to go over here. And mm-hmm. that sounds like a small thing, but that has come in so handy too. Oh, absolutely. And I've noticed it now in the other ones around the house. When I go to adjust the volume, I'm like, uh, I'm just going to keep tapping around the edge until I find it, and then I find the volume. Sure. Uh, so, I mean, little things that they fixed with it, like I feel like the new Nest uh, Home Mini is going to be probably one that they don't have to refresh I, you know, for a couple years. And I was, oh, thinking, yeah, yeah, I was thinking about this the other night, too. Along. So many people made a big stink about the auxiliary jack, and I even j- kind of for a little while was like, man, yeah, they should have done that. But I got to think about it. Google is, is trying their best to make progressive products, you know, consumer-focused products that are – not necessarily the best and the brightest, but they're ahead of the curve and they offer great features and all this, that, whatever. And I understand that there are still people that use auxiliary jacks for certain things. They've got an iPod, they've got this, they got that, whatever. But those times are going away. More people yeah. are casting, more people are doing this. I don't remember the last time I plugged it auxiliary anything into anything other than my phone. Yeah. And it doesn't have an auxiliary jack on it, so I, I use a USB-C, but... It, I don't think it's that big of a deal as everyone made it out to be. I no, really I mean, don't. I think it would be like a handy thing for you to have yeah. it. Well, like um, for your Bose system, does it It doesn't have any sort of assistant stuff. I mean, I no. know some of the newer ones do, but if you have an older Bose system, you could have a mini there, auxiliary yeah. port ran from there, so then you're basically turning your Bose into a assistant speaker. Yeah, but like for the way it's set up, it's such it's one of the earlier Cinemate systems. It's got one input. Yeah, so, so there you go. Now yeah. my TV can't go yeah. to it. So I like, don't know. I would, wish they would have done it, but I yeah, do too. whatever. I, mean, I think it, it would have been helpful. Um, what I'd love to see them do, and, and I think castability probably could get them there. I, they would just have to decide they're going to do it. But imagine a home theater set up with Max as your center channel and then a, a mini on left and right. And then if you want it, that's 2.1. If you want to do 5.1, you have two minis that you can mount mm-hmm. somewhere in the back. And via the home app, you set that up as a home system. You say, this mini is my left, this, this is mini's your my right. right. Channel, front left surround, yep. right surround. Your max is the center channel. And they would just, they have to fix it to where when I, when I cast a movie, I can also, it all I can also cast my audio, uh, audio from, that. Yeah. Right. from that same thing. So, 
like a, as I cast the it's, you know movie up on the screen, there's also an audio out yeah. option. Do you want to go to this groove, this speaker group? It sounds simple, but I'm sure the engineering I'm sure there is very is difficult. Probably. Oh yeah, can you have another Max? Probably. As a setup? Yeah. Well, I think if it was the center channel, like yeah, because the, the bass yeah. is so good on it, that's like, true. It could just it could yeah. separate it. It could be there. the center channel, and yeah. then, like you could replace it, obviously, with just have five minis, and then maybe set maxes. Like they could get super flexible with it, and it's we make we just made the joke. You know, I'm sure that's way more difficult than it sounds. Sonos has been doing it for a few years, so um, we're just talking about running it via the cast right. ability and, and versus. I, and it's not like Google doesn't have a plethora of really smart people who right. sit around and <laughs> sure. do really smart things. It's just where they would all want the to, to yeah. go about doing yeah. that. But I think that would give them another way to leverage home well, minis. Because think about with, the cost with the wall there. mount too. Yeah, with the wall mount now you put those yeah, bad boys up on the wall kind of right up behind you yeah. and think about it, you could then have uh, a home stereo surround sound system uh for if say you got the max for 250 and then you even paid 50 bucks for the other four so what do you get 450 bucks yeah and it would sound incredible like we could have with max providing the bass and the center channel spoken stuff and those those minis just kind of filling out all the the ambient lefts and rights. Mm-hmm. It would sound incredible. Yeah, that'd be. And dope. for four hundred fifty dollars, you, I can't think of a single decent surround sound system you could buy for right, that price. Right, but then you also have they're all the like, assistant built in. Yeah, you know, so it'd be yeah, cool. Yeah. So, Robbie, you want to tell people about your phone issues? <laughs> he doesn't have an issue. Yeah. I don't think it's phone He's issue. Fine. I think no. I was trying to think about like. I think a, it's just it's issues. so much deeper than a phone issue. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's just issues. It just I don't think it manifested itself in a phone this week. It just. This is just how it came out. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, you guys listening to the podcast will be privy to this a little bit sooner, probably, than we get the video out. It should be roughly ish the same time, but maybe a day or two. So if you're listening to this uh, early when this releases, uh, there's a good chance that you're hearing this before I tell everybody else. But I have gone back to the Pixel 4 XL, and that is uh, an interesting thing because I put a video out, what, a week ago? About why it was <laughs> Eight, nine days ago about how I was going to skip it. And how I really lo- was. How but long did gosh, you have the But 60, gosh, that just sums 70, up. That just sums up. That's yeah. me. Yeah. How, uh, long, how long? Three days. Okay. Okay. I thought Three it was days. forty-eight hours. Seventy-two but. hours. I hey, possessed it, it. So listen. So I, I've got to tell the internet because I told everyone here, but I, I just, I just want to put my flag down and let everyone know. You were in there talking to uh, someone here in our co-working space and saying, "Yeah, man, I don't know. I'm doing this, and I'm, I'm wondering about this. And I'm not sure about this." And you weren't saying, "Hey, you weren't telling him to not get it." I think right. he had one on order, uh, Pixel Four. That is. No, he already had it here. Okay, he did already have it. Yeah. Okay, so, so so he hadn't even gotten it out of the box right. and stuff. And you're, he you're was already, like, he was having some trepidation. Too. And you're like, oh man, I'm just not sure. And you all were talking about it. And I walked in and I said, 14 days. He <laughs> said, what? You didn't even make it 10 days. No, you man, only I made didn't it, make it the make it seven. <laughs> but it, so this is interesting though, because honestly, like you, some of your mentality around tech and some of these things, I mean, obviously you are you're hypercritical which is what allows you to be a great reviewer of tech. And, but, but, but then you have like, how have you described it? Like you're, (laughs) you're like, you're quick to go buy something, but then like you want it to do the things that you want, you need it to do. Like you're quick to go get it. I'm a mix of impulsivity and, uh, like a finicky nature. Yeah. yeah, uh, yeah. would be probably the best way. Yeah. I don't want to. Yeah. Uh, I don't. He's a cat. (laughs) 
It's not yeah. like totally critical. <laughs> like it's not like you like no, no, put I'm, down I don't like, everything. I don't like no. criticizing everything. I'm just uh, I am particular uh, is a yeah, good particular word. Is a good there word. We go. Yeah. I'm very yeah. particular, but I'm also very impulsive. Right. Uh, very very impulsive with with tech stuff. So for instance, and that's how we got here example. today, folks. <laughs> here's a perfect example. We uh, I saw a story about the new Razer wireless earbuds. Um, I saw that you could so order it them was that morning. Yeah, right that morning. You no, this is in the afternoon. It. Okay, yeah, after afternoon, lunch, right. I saw the article I and it said, that. "Hey, their main thing is you know they're wireless. They're char- they're, they basically look like iPod or AirPod clones. No latency. Yeah, they're they're reducing or destroying latency on Android phones for gaming. So you can game, slap them in, and not it'd be like plugging your earphones in. And I've yet to have anything that will do that for me in, in a wireless earphone. And the best thing I've gotten is AirPods on my iPad." But like PUBG has an issue where it's not, the mic's not working right. And so it, I haven't been using them for that either. So I have no solution for this right now, but a wireless earbud that I can use to play PUBG or any other game like Call of Duty or something. So I saw that. I said, Until oh, the I Pixel wonder. Buds come up. Yeah, I'm hoping, my fingers are crossed that the Pixel Buds will solve this on the Pixel phones. So, and that's a while away. And so when I saw this, I looked it up, 100 bucks. They were offering 10% off. So $90. I thought, yeah, why not? Ordered them. They'll be here Wednesday. So, <laughs> I mean, it was maybe a 30-minute turnaround from the time I read the article to the time I looked at it and went, huh, I think I would like that. I'm going to get it. I'm and buying it. I'm getting it. use them for 30 minutes, and if they don't deliver, And that's the thing, yeah. If I, I'll, I'll try it, and if, if I'm like, hey, this isn't doing what it promised it's going to do, I yeah. will not hesitate to put it in a box and return right. it. Yep. Like I, So that's, that's the general way that I go about doing anything with any – product that's why when i find something that i i get and i like a lot i get super excited about it because usually stuff lets me down honestly if i'm being completely so like, honest so, so like you you don't get caught up in the whole like sunk cost fallacy thing like no. people people like people like well i spent the money on it so i gotta make it work no way i've invested this time in no. that you're like nope doesn't work Not with the return on. policies that are in place and no most, <laughs> that's why that's why i've been banned from different places before though <laughs> Uh, yeah, yeah. Which, which Best Buy is like one of the best ones about that. They'll just be like, "Hey, we'll return this one, but after this one, you can't return anything for six months." It's yeah. like, okay, cool. Yeah, you know, that's fair. I can buy stuff all I want. Sure. There are other companies that we won't talk about that sure. uh, aren't just, quite as just lenient. Turn your whole account off and yeah. don't even give you any warning, and it's kind of a jerk move. So, yeah. Uh, yeah so anyway. <laughs> Same thing kind of happened. Like I've done this with T-Mobile multiple times. Like I'll go in there if I get anything other than a Pixel phone. They multiple of their employees will look at me a little sideways. Like you know you're going to bring it back. And I'm like, if I do, that's okay. Well, it's a fifty dollar restock fee. Cool. I understand that I'm renting this phone for you from fifty for fifty fifty dollars. At the end of the day, I might keep it. There's there is that slim chance that I might keep it. But if I don't, it's it's fifty bucks out of my pocket. I know that going in part of your return policy as long as i don't go run over it or something i'm not out any more than 50 dollars to get something out of my system it was just that the this time around it felt a little bit different like usually i have a bit of anxiety about it like i'm doing it but in the back of my mind i'm like eh, you shouldn't be doing this like this is dumb what don't do doing, this Robbie? stick with the pixel yeah and i'm yeah. like eh, who cares i'm doing it anyway because there were so many things with the pixel this year that and you, you can go watch that video if you haven't but there, there are all these things with the Pixel that I'm just like, I don't, I just, I'm not sure about some of this stuff with it. Like, 
uh, what were some of the negative things uh, going around about oh like face unlock not working with any apps that 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 has been a little aggravating uh, right now none of my banking apps or PayPal or Square Cash or my bank or any of those things that I used to be able to just touch my fingerprint I got to punch in a password or you know do something else to get into the account that's that's a little aggravating um, you know the the forehead up top a little weird um, but I'm getting used to it just like any other weirdness with any phone you're going to get used to but the main part was like i felt like i was getting locked into pixel phones like there you shouldn't you can't experience all the things google has without the pixel like it's not possible and i just kind of step back like that's why i stay away from apple products in general is because apple products software hardware go together and create a lock-in that you can't use their software without their hardware, and if you use their hardware, you really can't use it to its fullest extent without their software. So they create this this little bit of a monster where you're either in or you're out. Like it's You have to choose one of the two. It's, it's very hard to buy half Apple stuff and half other things. Like I have an iPad, and I can do, because I only use it for PUBG, like I, I literally never get that thing out except to play PUBG. I don't ever think I'm gonna get out. I'm gonna I'm gonna read some stuff on this. I'm gonna browse the. I don't do anything on it except play video games. Um, and because I've kind of kept it at arm's distance, there's no temptation whatsoever to to get into any of Apple's stuff. Like I literally I installed everything Apple on it that I could, put all the rest of it in a folder called Apple Crap and put it off my home screen. Like I I want to stay as far away from their walled garden as I can because. The minute you start relying on any of their stuff, they'll suck you in, and it's you can't get out. And I just I don't like that. I, I push back against that whole thing, and I don't want any company to have I don't, Samsung included. Like they they try to get you into their whole thing too. And anytime I ever used a Samsung phone, I I did the same thing. I'm like I'm not using any of your software because the minute I see another piece of hardware, I want more. I'm going to be stuck going, why well, can't you use Samsung or S notes or S this or S health or like, and I don't want to be that guy. I want to be free to choose hardware. That's awesome. And I use it because I like it. So all of that being said is why I was like, you know what? I'm, I'm not going to get the pixel four this year. Cause I feel like I'm getting locked in. I feel like I'm only choosing this because like Google's created some sort of thing that's, that's causing me to be locked into to their thing. So I got a OnePlus 7T, and it's a great phone. Uh, I don't really take anything away from it. It's a pretty pure Android experience. But I got thinking about some of the things that I'm going to miss. Um, Pixel Buds, like probably more excited about that from the show than just about anything else. Pixel Buds are going to work with other Android phones. Sure. But they're not going to be... <laughs> They'll probably work better with a Pixel, let's be honest. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. If, if they figure out a way to get latency down... It's probably going to be. Are they so? Is Google is Google creating some luck in there with those? A little bit, but what will happen is eventually whatever they make for Pixel phones eventually leaks down to other right. phones. Almost like the only thing they hold for themselves really is their camera. Like their their camera smarts, it's, it's kind of their thing. It's their baby. They don't they don't allow, allow that out. But I mean, what other what other hardware things has Google done that's like, oh, you can't do that unless you have a Pixel? Like the call yeah. the call thing. Yeah, call, call screening. screening. Yeah. They held that, and so because you got to think, Google's an OEM, like so they're they're not they're not taking their um, stance here as a uh, as the proprietor of Android. They're this is Google's hardware division right. who makes phones, and right. so they're just like Samsung or anybody else, and they get treated the exact same by the Android team. So they're just another OEM that makes Android phones, and so. Just like any other OEM, they're going to create some things that are, are uniquely theirs so that they can try to attract people to their 
you know, sure. their version of what they think Android should, yeah. should do and look like. And so, yeah. so all of that, is, yeah, right. I, I got it. I got you off track. I'm yeah, sorry. And so, but the pixel buds, you were so yeah, pixel about. buds will work fine with any other yeah. Android phone. Right. And likely whatever comes down the pike later, they'll, they'll work fine with, you know, latency free probably down the road too. I just know that whatever Google's building in the pixel buds, I guarantee you they put the right stuff in the pixel four so that they can fully take advantage of yeah. it as soon as it comes out. And so you might have to wait six months for the next version of a OnePlus phone to come out to or whatever, you know, or a Samsung phone to take full advantage. And I'm super excited about those. So that that kind of got me thinking like, oh man, I didn't even think about those. But I think that might be okay. But then I started thinking about um, like what kind of cool stuff might they do with Project Soli? You know, like right now it's kind of gimmicky. You know, it does a couple things. The radar chip helps in a few things. But what cool things might come and what am I going to feel like the minute they announce like, Hey, starting to today, you're going to be able to do X, Y, Z with, with your pixel four. And I'm going to be like, Oh man, I'm never going to be able to do that with this phone, whatever phone I'm holding. Um, and so and then it became like, well, what about, you know, integration with pixel, but go, if they're going to really leverage it, like what kind of other integrations that'll probably come to pixel first because it's their, you know, it's in house. And so they can kind of leverage those things that eventually will come to other things. But I'm the type of person that likes when I see something new, I, I want to experience that new thing. And so there's all that just FOMO stuff, that, that fear of missing out, like kind of weighing on me. And then Google comes along and says, oh, the whole biometric thing. Yeah, we're going we're gonna to fix that. So November 1st, anybody who has biometric authentication in any of your apps, if you don't add our, our face unlock API, the next update of your, dev your app won't be in the Play Store. So I was like, oh, wow, that's not like Google. They're not usually not that bullish with stuff like that. So instead of it being a six-month thing, which I thought it was going to be, probably by mid-November, all my apps will work with my face unlock. So I'm like, oh, well, don't, don't have to worry about that. So that's one of the other things I was worried about. Uh, the 90 hertz screen going down to 75%, under 75% brightness and not working. There's an update that's coming to change that. So I don't know if it'll be a setting or if they're just going to change it. Um, the battery isn't... You know, I kind of rolled the dice and thought, I don't know. I've, I've heard some bad reports on battery. We'll just see. So far, battery has been better than my 3XL. It's not like battery king or anything, but it's been fine. I go to bed at night with 30%, 20% battery. That's just, that's fine. I'm going to charge my phone overnight. That's So anyway, there's all of those things. So some of the fear of missing out on new things. And then the, the other part of Google actually kind of fixing some of the issues. So already stepping up and being like, look, we see that. Cool. Well, let's change it. You know, and, and responding makes me feel good about about the phone. But it, at the end of all of it, I mean, really, just like with any other thing, I, I just I want to move my services. Like I, I'm locked into Google services. I, I I'll I'll admit that. Like I like G Suite stuff, and I like Gmail, and I like Docs and Sheets, and like I I've used Google services for well beyond what I messed with Chromebooks. Like that's I'm into that. So ultimately, I want to take all those things to the piece of hardware that does it best. So if an iPhone, it would be the best experience to use Google services on, I want to be free to go and use an iPhone. If, if I use it and go, hey, I, I really like this and this is the best experience. For right now, if you like Google services and you like the things that Google's doing as a company, the Pixel is the best phone to do all of those things with. They've created a piece of hardware that does it the best. Are they the only one you can do that with? Absolutely not. I just, for me, in the experience of using those services, the things I do on a phone, the Pixel does it better than anybody else does because of the things that I use and I choose to use. And so 
when it comes down to that, like, I don't feel like I'm locked in. I don't feel like I'm making a choice based on, I don't have any other choices. I'm making a choice based on, I've got tons of other choices. This is the one that you want. This feels better Mm -hmm. than the other ones. And so I'm completely fine with that. I don't feel locked in. I don't feel like I'm being forced to make a decision. I feel like I'm making a choice based on my usage and the way that this phone delivers those things to me. So it was almost like you had to step away. And, oh, I hundred percent had to do You needed that. to like take a step back to see that a little bit more clearly. Right. Like, I think you probably knew that maybe, but I think so, but I've been using <laughs> pixel phones since yeah, they you came felt, out. You felt for that the majority pressure. Like, of the four years, 90% yeah. of my time has been spent in a pixel phone. And so I'd almost gotten to the point where a lot of people say the pixel runs stock Android. Uh, I don't know if that's true anymore. Like that, I don't. I don't think that's a fair statement anymore. I think because the OnePlus, for instance, looks so similar, like mm. in its design and look, to to what a Pixel phone does. Like I don't, I don't know what stock Android even is anymore. To be honest with you, this is Google's vision of what Android should be. Just like Samsung has their their vision of it, and OnePlus has their vision of it, and Motorola and yada yada yada. They they all have their take on Android. But if you remove the Play Store and you remove all the customizations and OEM makes, like I don't know that most of us would recognize Android as its plain Jane AOSP self anymore. Um, and so it's, it's what you use to make phone calls. Right. And, uh. and underlying like, so I'm looking at it going, well, this is Google's take. This isn't. And, and for years, I think because I've been using Nexus phones and then pixel phones, like in my head, I'm like, this is stock Android. So I want to be closest to stock Android. I'm like, no, what I figured out in this is I want to be closest to Google's vision for Android and so that it ties in closer with their services and stuff because that that's more important to me than the best absolute best specs in in a phone that's not going to be true for everybody you know it's not going to be true that you want the best specs i think the best experience if google services and and what things are going to do new and the next thing they're going to roll out well who knows what they're going to do with google assistant next you know and so when that rolls out at I.O. and they go, hey, this will be coming to Pixel phones next month because that's our vision of, of Android, then I'm not sitting there on the sidelines going, man, I wish I had a Pixel phone so I could try that. You know, sure. I wish I had that because that would be a really cool feature. Like that That's the reason I'm going. I, I've come back to the Pixel phone. And part of it is just comfort. Like so, That's what I'm used to. Like sure. it's not. I'm not used to stock Android. I'm used to Google's android yeah um, and so yeah it's, it's been kind of enlightening honestly, yeah sure a little bit. so is that what so I'm, I'm trying to distill this down for the person that's listening who maybe has used pixel before or maybe they're using another phone maybe they're using a OnePlus, or maybe they're using a samsung and they they've seen the keynote and they've heard us talk about this pixel 4 and maybe they even watched your video when you were maybe i'm not sure about this thing now you've come back to it. What, what is the statement to that person? Like, what would you tell that person who's considering, oh, I don't know if I want to go spend this money. Like, this thing's kind of expensive. Like, I think you've kind of set it in here. You know, what I'm hearing you say is, if you want the best of what Google's going to offer, and if you like their service, and if, and if you want to be there for that new thing that's going to come out, mm-hmm. you need to own a Pixel. Yeah, those are the main things. Yeah, if, if, if you're into what Google's doing from a software perspective like if you're into google's version of android if you like to get the newest thing that google might be doing which will whether be assistant or a camera or whatever with android then you need to think about getting a pixel phone um, you don't need to think about it if the latest specs are most important to you or 
the the biggest screen or having a pen or you know there, there's a bunch of things that people buy phones for it, it doesn't answer the mail on everything i don't think it's a phone for everyone and it is expensive it's too expensive um, it's about 150 dollars too much uh, mm-hmm. for because again if you're looking at specs it's like well there's other phones that cost less and have more storage there's other phones that cost less and have the 855 plus in them and there's other phones that cost less that have a brighter screen and so but is there is there some of that unseen value in that in the Pixel phone, same as the Go? Like I think so. There's some of that use usability, and it just works, and it's yeah. And I don't clean, think it comes down to just hardware. Design. Like, okay, you're like, saying like, so like Chromebooks, I think are so much easier to to talk about than phones because Chrome OS is Chrome OS on every Chromebook. Ah, it's the sure, exact sure. same software okay, experience. Sure. There's no take. There's no whatever. It's all like this screen and keyboard and build feel better than that one and does it perform better than that one that's it that's all that's all we got to talk about um with phones it's because everybody's got their own version of this that and the other different cameras and camera apps and yeah yeah the, the whole experience but i think there's something about the tight integration again with google services and google's version of android that because again like you said it's their vision right exactly. so so when you're using a pixel phone you're getting a version of android that isn't like you said, quite stock Android anymore. No. It's it's, it's their just, version it's of Google's, Android. Yeah, it's, it's Google's their, version of it. Yeah. Their idea of what they think Android should be like, and they're yeah. the ones that are making it. So yeah. it kind of makes sense. <laughs> but with it being open source, I mean, there's people from Samsung and LG yeah, doing, and doing that, that are, awesome that are stuff. putting stuff into those repositories and helping move Android forward. So like, it's hard for people to understand the difference between, like, the open source version of Android and, like, what Google's doing with Android, especially now that they're a hardware maker. Like, it's it's weird to think about, but in general, there's the Android team that's making this underpinning of Android, and there's all these OEMs that are doing their own thing with it, and Google is one of those. And so, um, I think it's important to realize, like, this this is... Again, this is Google's take on Android, just like Samsung and everyone else has sure. a take. And and some of those takes may, some of the things that they focus on may be better for other people. And that's I mean, the cool thing about Android. Yeah. I mean, like, yeah. I don't know, Gabe, are you considering buying a Pixel still? Or are you going to stick with considering OnePlus? It. No, I'm considering it. Just, uh, I haven't really handled the XL yet. And I, that, that'll be the clincher for me. You know, we got the four in and I've used it and I like it. It has, you know, it's Google. I like the ecosystem. I like what Google offers. And of course I love the camera, but the four is small enough for me, for me to not be like, Oh, I'm in love with this. Right, I really use this every day. It. So <laughs> yeah. that's why I haven't, haven't laid my hand. I mean, I, we, I've played with a little bit at the event, but I haven't, haven't, uh, I mean, I could drive Google, up to T-Mobile store right now and go get one if I wanted to, but I've just kind of been holding off because I, I love my OnePlus. I absolutely love it. And it'll be my backup phone if I do get the pixel, but just haven't Google, decided yet. But I think that's, I think that's informative because, you can be a fan of Google stuff and you can enjoy Chrome OS and, and still enjoy phones from other OEMs. Like it, there's no like, Oh, if you don't, cause it, Apple kind of feels this way to me. Like, you know, it's the superiority complex a bit, you know, about whether you have an iPhone or not. Like I just, I don't feel that way or I don't feel that way about other people that look at pixel phones. Maybe it's cause they don't dominate and maybe, you know, they don't have that clout to them, I guess. Right. But like, it's just a different version of Android and it's just not going to be the the parts that it gets right. Aren't going to be the parts that draw everyone in. Like some people are going to be like, yeah, who cares? Like, I don't care that it has the best camera. 
yeah, you know, because the OnePlus has a great camera. Is it better than the Pixel? No, but it's still a great camera. So if that's enough for you, then that's not a reason to go buy a Pixel. Um, and less and less is the camera the reason to go buy a Pixel. Like it's a, it's ridiculous. The camera's ridiculous, um, and and it always has been, and it probably always will be. And that draws a lot of people in because most people like me don't want to learn photography. I just want to right. point and shoot and know yeah. that like Google's color science is just going to fix it's just it. It's going to work. 80, yeah. 90% of the time I'm going to go, wow, that looks awesome. Like I did that on my background on my phone right now is a picture. I walked out onto the street and went, huh, snap. That looks awesome. Background, you know, yeah. because not because I'm a good photographer because I'm not. I'm not even a mediocre photographer. I'd say if you put a real camera in my hands, I'm terrible. Um, and so I've done it before. It's true. <laughs> and so this fixes that. And so I like that to yeah. me, that adds massive value. Um, and, and to me, yeah. like if the screen only went to 90 Hertz on certain things and didn't do it on others, like I'm like, eh, you know, whatever, because the, the overall experience of using the phone is what I'm more drawn to at this point versus making sure it has every top line spec that I, you know, that, that is out on the market currently. Yeah. So. Yeah. We're really, uh, really digging in here. This yeah. is uh really, <laughs> I, I, I kind of said it jokingly earlier, but really, I mean, some of your, um, tendencies might we say, uh, have, have kind of, you know, your, uh, exploration of tech and trying different things and doing all of these things. This is partially what has gotten us here today. I mean, it's, it's partially yeah, it's where, started all it's this. where Chrome Unbox yeah. came from was you just being like, Oh, yeah. Chromebooks. Yeah, cool. Let's, let's try them out. I'll try this right. one. And what's this one doing? Oh, is this, this? Yeah. So it it's cool. A, a good friend of ours. I remember one time looked over at me and, uh, we were in Panera bread and I opened, like, I sat down and pulled out of my bag, just a different Chromebook at the time. And he looked over and he was just like, and we were, we were working and he asked if I had something I'm like, no, man, I'm using a Chromebook. And he was like, oh, dude, you're such a contrarian and went on <laughs> and that has stuck with me forever. And I'm like, I don't feel like I just am contrary to things just for the, just to be that way. But you know, I, I do value like thinking about things differently and sure. I'm completely open to just being like, cool. Like I feel like I want to feel like if somebody came along and did Android in general better than Google did, you would, you would, would be just open to change your mind. Yeah. I would just move on to that. Like I would just leave the pixel behind it. It has nothing to do with like, Oh, this is the best possible phone for everyone. Yeah. It's not, I don't, and I don't feel the need to convince anyone of that. Like it's just the best phone for me right now. Yeah. Now, I'm not saying the OnePlus, the OnePlus is closer than it's ever been, though. Yeah. Like, it great, was nowhere near they're as making, easy. They're making great phones. Yeah. The last couple of years, I've tried to do this and tried a different phone. I mean, it was within two hours. I was like, uh uh-uh. Nope. I don't know. I didn't even the, have. Too much is different. The, uh, I didn't you know. even have the six. Was it the six T's that we bought six last T, year? Six T, yeah. I don't think I had it 24 hours. Yeah. And you yeah. just know. Like, yeah, there's an anxiety feeling. Like, uh, no, no, nope. It doesn't do that right. This part's wrong. And there are a couple things, like just idiosyncrasy things like with OnePlus, the way that they do certain things that I didn't like. Like I just, I didn't like it. And that's worth noting, I suppose, but it doesn't, that doesn't matter. Like this time it, I sat on it for a few days and was just like, I don't know, not sure yet. I'm not sure yet. Not sure yet. And it took me a little while and it was the fear of missing out stuff that probably yeah, sure. that clinched it and, and Google responding to some stuff. Those things really changed a lot of it for me. But in prior years, man, it was so much quicker. Like another phone, nope, nope. 
forget it. Sure. You know, I'm gonna stick with the Pixel. And so it tells me that other phone makers are, are getting closer. Like they're seeing like, hey, what Google is doing, whether they're selling a bajillion phones or not, what they're doing is is worthwhile. And so let's try to mimic it a little bit more and try to make our phones a little more like that experience. And like OnePlus is just killing it, I, I think. Yeah. Uh, if they come out with a, the rumor is OnePlus 8 is gonna come out and like they've spent some real R&D and really put some money behind the camera. I don't think it's a matter of them fixing their hardware. It's it's figuring out like Google's mojos in the software, yeah, obviously. Sure. And I yeah. don't know. Apple has obviously come along and gotten pretty close. Um, yeah. I, I don't know anybody else that's going to be able to pull that off. Sure. I, yeah. I just don't know how they're going to do it. But if they figured out the camera portion, man, that would go a long way would. for a lot of people and just being like, man, forget the Pixel. I'm just going <laughs> to go buy the six hundred dollars phone. Go with five or six hundred dollar phone from OnePlus that. Does, does all the stuff that this is doing and it's basically everything yeah. so google needs to keep pushing the boundary with their phones but then they also need to figure out how to um you know continue making other things that work with their phones and their ecosystem to keep people like me going well i don't want to miss those things and, and buying pixel phones yeah yeah the last thing i'll say that i think is interesting is you know you you, you i think are are different than i mean sometimes i find myself doing this like you you made this switch and you even put a video out on the internet telling people <laughs> that you were going to make this switch. But then, you know, you, we were texting the weekend over this past weekend when you, when you made the switch and it was like, no, I, I made the switch. I've already got some ideas for another video. Like I'm already willing to, to share and tell everyone like why, why I made this choice. Like right. there's sometimes like, I, you know, I, I think some people might've made that switch and then felt like, no, well, I got, I made this switch. I got to, I got to prove everyone that this is what I'm doing. You know, right. I got to, I got to make this work. And you're like, no, nah, it ain't going to work. I'm moving on. You know, yeah. I, mean, I, I, I know it wasn't the best decision, no, but whatever. I <laughs> know myself and <laughs> moving on. Yeah. Yeah. So folks stay tuned. We'll, we'll, we'll get, uh, we'll get a video out on that. We've got, man, we've got some good videos coming. We're going to be working on a pixel go review. We've got a, uh, pixel four, video. four thirty three video coming out review. We've got yep. a pixel phone video coming out. So yep. yeah, ma- definitely make sure to, Stay tuned online, chromeunbox.com, uh, on our YouTube channel, obviously. Uh, but we post everything on the website, so just check check everything out there. Um, but yeah, we're, we're going to wrap this thing up here, folks. Um, as always, you can find show notes uh, in the description of the podcast, whichever uh, uh, platform you're using to listen, or you can check it out on the website, chromeunbox.com. Thanks so much for listening, and we will catch you all next week. See ya. Hey guys, thanks for tuning in. You can find show notes over at chromeunbox.com forward slash podcast. And if you want to stay up to date with everything that's happening in the world of Chrome and Chrome OS, make sure to check out our website, chromeunboxed.com and follow us on social media by searching for at Chrome Unboxed. Thanks again for listening and we'll see you next time.